Okay. Ooh, I'm totally. You know what I'm going to talk about? What? I was going to I was going to blindside you with it, but um, maybe wrong. So we were joking about who was going to die in the second issue of Flash yeah. Rebirth, yeah. and I said Lady Flash, and you're like, whoa, Lady Flash, ha ha ha, going into the past. This girl did, didn't she used to be the Flash? Was she the Flash? No. I you Lady Flash. She was in love with Wally and called herself the Lady Flash. That's who I was talking about when I said Lady Flash. Oh, okay. So you're was making fun of me about something I don't remember. Flash Rebirth podcasts. Okay. We were talking about who who was going to die, and we were talking about people because some speech was going to die in issue two. Yes, and then we started we started naming people. You know who maybe this was, and then I started throwing out some really speculative ones, and I mentioned Lady Flash, and you seemed to find that really funny. You were like, "Whoa!" because that was like really reaching as far as you were concerned. And fucking <laughs> Lady Flash that died. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Views from the Long Box, or as we've been calling the this special issue, I wanted to say these, this is the second one. It's not a plural until there's more than one. Uh, the uh, As we've been calling these special episodes of the show, Views from the Speed Force, my name is Michael Bailey, with me as he was last time is my semi-regular co-host Shag. The irredeemable Shag. And this time out, one week before issue number three comes out, we're going to be talking about issue number two of Rebirth, because we believe in being timely. That's right. So issue three comes to proves wrong. Pretty much everything we talk about here, just remember we didn't read it yet. Well, I could make a joke that Shag just got distracted looking at the Aquaman ad. Oh, it was so <laughs> It was so good. Aquaman Zombie. Love it. I'm surprised, you know, instead, I'm surprised instead, I haven't seen it on Once Upon a Geek. You put the Firestorm one up at yeah, Firestorm fan. Eh, it was everywhere else already. But actually, uh, the, the zombie Aquaman, instead of going brains, it's going to go like water. Kelp. There you go. <laughs> But we're not here to talk about Aquaman, much to Shag's chagrin. We're here to talk about the second issue of the now six-part miniseries of Flash yeah. of Earth. What? They snuck, they, they snuck that in. <laughs> well, you know, there, there, there's also some, some rumors that World of New Krypton may go to 15 issues instead of 12. Okay. So, so that doesn't surprise me. But the nice thing about Rebirth, only two ninety nine now. Yep, Woo-hoo. only for for this, and and you had like thirty pages last time, so it's right. not like 
it's not like you were getting a regular size comic book for three ninety nine. And frankly, it's the first issue they're going to get you for the money that they can because they know that's the one that's going to sell the most. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, this this month we have a cover based on the showcase number four cover, which was the first appearance of Barry Allen, where he was running along a film strip. Except for this time, we're seeing speedsters that look like they haven't eaten in a while. Uh, I it doesn't do much for me. It it serves its purpose. I kind of like the variant covers that I've been seeing more than the 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 standard covers. Yeah. Uh, except for the first issue, I, I like the him putting the boot on from the side. The variant, the other variant I saw for the first issue was the one of him taking off from the front, and, right. I, and I think they went for the more iconic shot for for this one. I got you know, it's an this is an iconic cover in and of itself because it's riffing on, you know, the Carmine Infantino showcase sure. number four, but and and it, and it kind of works in, in in what's going on in the story. I just the color scheme of the background is what's giving me pause for some reason. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't. It's like the image itself is okay, but the coloring of the logo and the background is off for me, which is a really nitpicky thing. To yeah, I was just thinking that. Ow, dude. <laughs> did you did you have a problem with the, the paper too? I mean, well, it doesn't uh, feel right to me. I mean, you know what. Right, right. Well, I can come right out and say this early on. Uh, Van Skyver's art, while I recognize he's one of the greatest artists in comedy, I kind of said this time, it was, it's not doing much for me. It's, uh, his cleaner and stuff, amazing, but for some reason his stuff is just kind of, okay. Maybe I've just gotten spoiled by his artwork, I don't know, but his flat work is not really exciting me. Um. I'm not having the same issues you are with the art. I'm actually rather enjoying it. Uh, I I just... He seems to be wanting to do weird stuff with the Flash running. And I don't think it's having the same effect as the Green Lantern stuff did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's like he kind of joked about that thing you and a bunch of other people that I participated in with the Vibe Rebirth. Right, right. Uh, where we, on April Fool's Day, perpetuated the joke that Van Skyver and Johns were going to drop Flash Rebirth uh, and give it to, I think it was Judd Winnick. Yeah, Judd Winnick was going to take over writing after the miniseries, and they were going to get their attentions on Vibe Rebirth from and, the Justice uh, Detroit era. Van Skyver's reaction was, no, it doesn't have enough three-dimensional logos. Exactly, exactly. Um, quick rundown of the issue. We open up with Lady Flash trying to contact Savitar. She sees him run by and disintegrate, cut back to Barry, uh, hovering over the now smoking dust body of Savitar, all the while, uh... An artist in Gorilla City is drawing the characters onto a cave wall, which is kind of weird. I'm not quite sure what. I'm sure that ha- I'm sure I'm missing something with that. I just haven't quite figured it out yet. I don't. I don't think you're missing anything. It's foreshadowing. I think uh, it's le- I think it's leading somewhere. Flash and Green Lantern talk before the Flash takes off. We get a. God, there's no other way to say it. We get a flashback. <laughs> 
uh, of Barry's early days, how he met Iris, how he got the bow tie, him getting hit with the chemicals, before we get to the present, where... I can't find his name. Was that Detective The Friar. Captain. Yeah. Uh, before being approached by a captain of the Central City Police Department. Captain to, Fry. Uh, captain Fry this to... This is the same guy who, um, he was around quite a bit of John's previous slash. He asks Barry for help on a case. Barry and Iris talk after Captain Fry leaves. We see the speedsters from last issue kind of getting over whatever the heck happened when Savitar exploded. Wally meets up with Barry. They go to Fallville, which is the home of the fly- of Barry Allen. They are attacked by Lady Flash, who does a bang-up job of smacking Wally around. Barry touches her. She turns to dust, and at the very end of the issue, Barry turns into the new Black Flash, which I thought was a pretty good cliffhanger ending. Uh, are, we t- are, we, are we giving commentary now? Uh, I was going to start back at the beginning and we could talk about the Black Flash in a minute if you want to. I thought it was so fucking cool. Totally okay. did not expect that. I, I really didn't Wasn't care. It? That was I don't so care for, awesome. <laughs> it was. And I don't care for much of the Black Flash. I mean, I guess the Black Flash has shown up a few times now. I, I, I didn't like Grant Morrison's uh, when he first introduced the Black Flash. I didn't like any subsequent stuff. But this is cool. I dug this. And it, it, you know, without any explanation for the next issue, it makes perfect sense already from a mythological point of view. You know, there's a lot of myths and stories out there where you, you kill a great, powerful creature, and you have to take its role. And that yeah. happened by Barry escaping the speech force. Somehow that destroyed the flash, and now Barry has to become the Black Flash. And it's like, that's cool! I dug that. Um... I, I kind of liked the callback to Barry's role as a police scientist in his conversation with Hal. Like, the the, the la- you know, the last conversation they had was just two old buddies talking, you know, right. in, in the Flash Museum. And in this issue, Barry and Hal are cops. Yep. And it seemed like for the first time to me in seeing these two characters interact that Barry looks at at how as just another police, uh, well, not just another, but as a fellow police officer. Almost like, like a partner. Yeah, like you contain the scene, I'm going to go check this out. Yeah, he actually, says, that remember, really cool. he, actually, he actually says remember the drill. Yeah. So that was a, that's like, I'm going to get to retcons in a second. That's a retcon I actually really like. Because it yeah. fits very much into Johns' work on Green Lantern right now. And it fits into what the world view that he's trying to create here. Um, in the flashback, why is Chunk in Barry's police lab? What the funk? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I well, dude, I like, that's not Chunk. I know that's not Chunk, but dude. <laughs> oh, it's really not. I, I Maybe mean, it's Chunk's dad or something. He, he looks just like him. Freaking you! This, and didn't this... Chunk? Didn't Chunk always wear bow ties too? Uh, let me see. Are they calling him? Do they ever refer to him by I, name? I'm sorry. I don't know that they refer to him by name. Um, but he's the one that carried the bow tie, and if I remember, always wore bow ties. 
Anyway. I do remember that as well. You're absolutely right. I just don't know who the... Do they give his name? God, I can't believe I'm eating up precious time. I don't uh, see it. Trying to figure out who this guy is, because you got two other people in the room. And, yeah. Um, do you get the feeling that uh, that the flashbacks feel like what Jeff Johns would do if he was writing a Flash movie? Yeah, that's a good quite possible. Um, it's quite possible. Yeah, um, I gotta go forward just a little bit to the Flash, where they're in the in the courtroom. You do see who acted, right? Yeah, it's Sam Scudder. Right, exactly. Mirror Master. And for those who, exactly. And it's, uh, it's interesting because you know, there's you know, like the table he's sitting at is highly reflective. I mean, it's just there's, there's hints everywhere about this thing. It's nice. His tie is green and orange. Well, I didn't so notice it's, the it's, green and orange tie. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very subtle and it's nice. I like that. But I kind of liked watching Barry as the police scientist. I always thought when CSI started branching off into CSI New York and CSI Miami that the WB was missing out on a perfect opportunity. CSI, for, see? Yeah, for a, for a forensic uh, <clears throat> procedural, but it has yep. the flash in it. Yep. And instead they wanted to do him as a time traveler, but... We're going to forget that ever happened. Uh, oh, the, the the lab tech who looks like Chunk, his name is Forrest. So, oh. that's not Chester Runk. Alright, maybe it's his dad. Or maybe this guy ate Chunk. Anyway. When we get back to the present, how do you feel about the witness protection? Nope, nope, not not ready, not ready. Backing up, backing up. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I liked how he meets us. I dug that, actually. Yes. But I do not like this murder case. Is it with his mom dying? Yes. I was actually going to get to that with the problem. Well, the reason why I was tying it to flashback, they talk about how, like, every night he's passed with dealing with the Nora Allen case. And it's on, and they drop it later because Barry spent any time the rest of his life with this, as far as we knew. So it's, I just don't like it. It doesn't feel, it doesn't fit well. And and, and the thing I really wanted to do was, he meets Iris, and then if you read this literally, it appears that he gets the Flash powers the same night as his first date with us. Yes, but. If I remember right, in Showcase, I should have been dating for a time. Well, that's what the, that's why they call it retroactive continuity. <laughs> True. Thank you for the definition. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's possible you could assume between these two pages where he meets Iris and he gets struck by the lightning, I guess you could as months have passed. Because there's nothing that says it is that it doesn't. It just did is if you read it literally. the same suit? Yes. Well, it doesn't matter freaking Barry Allen. All he's always wearing the same damn clothes. Anyway, flash forwarding to the present. The witness program idea was a very clever idea. It, it's it's basically, I like it and I don't like it, and my don't liking it is very nitpicky because it, it seems like the crutch every writer in the DC Universe falls back on is, oh, Batman or Wonder Woman or Oracle, here's your, here's your new ID. And now we yeah. don't ever have to talk about it again. Well, I think because Jeff doesn't, his story is not about spin 
having to integrate them to normal society, it's going to be a story about a hero having to integrate himself into a world of superheroics. Okay. I, so, I, I, I can see that. Um, I want to say that, um, once again, Iris is smoking. She looks great. And I still don't know why she's not 60 years old. Because <laughs> she's supposed to be. That is kind of confusing to me as well. They, they they really haven't given a good explanation for that. And you know what? That is kind of an 800-pound elephant sitting in the... Excuse me. 800-pound Gorilla Garage sitting in the room. Because... <laughs> yeah, that was a bad pun. Um, because it's not like Bart's not around. Exactly. Uh, I don't know if the Speed Force kind of de-ages her. I guess you kind of have to have her be younger, because it's not like Alan Scott and Molly. You know what? I would accept it if at least one person in this comic had said, Iris, you look younger. And then I'd go, okay, something's up. And I'd be fine. But everyone's ignoring the issue. So it just bothers me. But anyway, that's just me. And it's the second month in a row I bitched about it, so I'll stop. Until <laughs> next okay. month. Uh, but, the, but that does... The Nora Allen thing does tie into the one huge problem, and it's not enough to make me hate the series, so, so don't see it like that. But my one huge problem with this is um, introducing the death of Barry's mother into the backstory. And, and and it's a problem on two fronts. I mean, you know, you know, this series is fine. Bring back Barry Allen. Great. But do we need to add this amount of tragedy to his backstory? I understand that Jeff Johns is the type of writer that wants to explore a character's motivation. And he did it brilliantly with the rogues. He added things into the rogues' backstory that I thought were great touches and kind of explained this and that. But for the rogues, you can kind of do that because they never really, as much as we saw Barry's backstory, you didn't see that amount of attention paid to Captain Cold's upbringing or the t- or Heatwave's upbringing where apparently he torched his entire family and just watched because he's fucking crazy. Just a bit. So, but to add it to Barry, it's problematic because Barry, not every character should have a dead relative in their background. And now it's getting to the point where every single DC hero does. (laughs) Well, I feel something about that. Not in regard to this, but I was just kind of explaining, we were talking about superheroes, and I was explaining different characters' background. He'd be like, well, yeah, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered. Okay. Yeah, well, so-and-so died in this person's back. Daredevil's dad died, and we're going over everything. And it's just like, why does everybody have to have somebody that died? <laughs> but Barry was the one that had the stable household, and he was the Flash simply because it was the natural extension of him being a cop. And you could have had the he's guilty, I'm going to get him motivation that you kind of had in the the previous issue, and still not have a dead mother. The other problem with that is, Barry's parents were around a lot. Were they? During uh, during his history. I mean, there was this badass story of his parents were in a car accident, and his dad's heart stopped for like 30 seconds, 
And in that 30 seconds, the soul of the top hops into his body and spends like eight months messing with Barry Allen. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, it's great cover. Actually, I think Firestorm had a backup in that issue. Um, it's good stuff. But uh, was that actually Barry's mom, though, or was it like a stepmom? But his dad died in jail. We don't know when that happened. Could have been after that. He never got out of jail. When did his dad go to His dad went to jail when his mother was killed. If you look at what... Oh, uh, yeah, okay. It, it, but I was too late to prove my father was innocent before he died in prison. Well, is it is it referring to the death of his mother or referring to something else? No, it's... he. His father was accused of killing his mother, and I... Where are you I, from? Uh, the what? Where are you getting that from? It's not, it's not in this issue. I believe it is. Well, he's researching, folks. I'll tell you something I liked. Uh, right before the whole thing about his dad, Barry's talking to us, and... Iris says you know, that everyone's assuming he just wants to pick up where he left off. And he talks about how he'd been in the world moved on with him. And he's, one of the things I liked, he said, you know, now that he's back, everyone remembers him like he's some kind of saint. And I love that. Yeah, I like that too. That's talking about the fans, the fans and also Mark Wade also area as if he was saint. And one thing that Barry's got to struggle with, and it's something the fans have got to struggle with because we think of him as a saint. And then uh, even later on, when he's talking about Hal, he has some good lines about – actually, I'm sorry, earlier, he had some great lines about coming – how when Hal came back, you know, um, no Green Lantern Corps existed anymore. Hal had been corrupted. He was a murderer. So, I mean, Hal had things he had to accomplish, and he came back. Barry comes back, everything's kind of okay. – you know, things have changed. The world's gone on, and much like this, he's doing fine. Barry come back. I mean, Hal came to rebuild the core, to you know, to set the Green Lanterns back on the right path. And Barry's come back for no real good reason. I like that. Okay, if you look in the box of evidence marked Nora Allen, okay. there is a newspaper that he took out of it that said Doctor Henry Allen, convicted killer, dies in prison. Okay. Why would that newspaper be in there if he wasn't convicted of his wife's murder? Okay, fair enough. So, I'll, 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 I'll accept your <clears throat> circumstance. <laughs> well, you know, it wouldn't hold up in court, but Barry for those Allen of you, prove it. For those school fans, and if you happen to read this issue, during one of the flashbacks, there's this scene of flush and Iris walking away into the sunset. He says, I ran away to the future with you when, you, uh, when my life unraveled. That's actually the cover of uh, Flash or 350, the last issue of Barry Allen's Flash. Kinda neat. Yeah, and, and the, the rest of the cover was the rogues and the supporting cast watching as he walked away. Yep. But so. all in all, I'm still very intrigued by the series. I think this definitely kicked it up a notch. Yep. Uh, especially with the Black Flash ending. Um, I'm kind of excited about the next issue on a personal level because. Well, before. Uh, oh, go sorry. ahead. You had more. Well, I had something more on this issue I wanted to mention. I should have heads up earlier. Wally getting his ass beat by Lady Flash for a minute here. <laughs> uh, 
Well, there's a couple things here that are really obvious to me. Um, one of the things that bugged me is that uh, Flash player running, and, and every yellow line on their cost is just crazy crackling lightning. Yeah. Except for Barry's belt. There's one segment of Barry's belt that actually has black outlines, and it's straight across. The damn reason that there is so you can tell the difference between the two of them. Because well, Barry's belt is... Well, I'm getting to a point. Barry's belt is... And Wally's comes to two points. Everything else is crazy. Except for belt is the, just straight black lines. Um, and then when Flash beats Wally, she can only shreds his costume. This is all leading to Wally getting new cough is what this is all about. So right. we're able to just, yeah. So we're able to distinguish Wally and Barry. Um, looking at the, go ahead. Uh, no, finish your thought because I I've, I have a crazy wild theory to throw out there. I do too. Looking at how I think what the way Wally's costume got shredded here is suggestive of what his costume is going to look like. I think uh, I think you're going to have the open hairdo. Like uh, like you know, the Kid Flash costume has, and I think the way he's got this giant slice across his chest. It, do you remember when um, Wally disappeared? One of the many times disappeared, and another Flash showed up to replace him. In this case, it was Wally from an alternate Walter time. West. Yes, when Walter alternate Flash from another timeline future showed up, and he had similar Flash costume, but he had a giant lightning bolt coming down shoulder to a waist. I really liked that costume. I think it's going to be sort of the open hair with that sort of giant lightning bolt down the chest because that's almost what it looks like has happened to Wally's costume here. Okay, so I'll, I think I'll take yours and ping pong into mine. He's going to have right. that costume and he's going to call himself Mercury. You don't think he's going to be Flash? No, I think he's going to change his name. I think he's going to become, because they talk about Max Mercury. Yeah, they do. You're absolutely uh, right. And there's a, there's even an emphasis on the name Max Mercury Daniel. Um, I think it is possible that, and and I don't know this. This is the wild, wild speculation. Wally becoming a character called Mercury seems reasonable to me at this point. I think Max is going to become the new Black Flash. Wow! Wow! Okay. Uh, I think the Max theory is plausible. I think Wally changing. I don't think they'll change him. I think he will remain Flash. You think? Because I think they're afraid of the fucking backlash they <laughs> of all the fans. Because everyone has been standing up going, you're bringing Barry back, but what about Wally? What about Wally? Yeah, you, so, you thought those Kyle fans were rabid. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, Kyle did himself ion for long, did he? So uh, I think that uh, I, he will not become Mercury. I think his costume will be, as we're discussing, you know, maybe he'll even have the Garrick Mercury helmet. But um, I think he's going to... If they kill Jay, I'm going to be pissed. I really will be. Not, I don't think they're going to kill Jay. I don't. Th- they may deeper Jay. But I'll think kill Jay. I think I think Wall Flash and so will Barry. But in list, well, I don't think they're going to depower Jay because I think he's going to be part of Sturges and uh, that's true. And Willingham's, by the way, not dropping that. Uh, good man. To stick with it. You grew can't up, up on the JSA, but um. So you're excited about next issue? Why? 
I was I had another thought. Damn it. Uh, no, the I was listening to the Ward Balloon interview with Jeff Johns, and he seemed to indicate that there are plans with the Flash and the Flash family that mirror or are similar to what happened with Green Lantern. So I think you're going to have a Barry Allen Flash book, and this is piecing together a couple different interviews, where he is the criminal scientist who hunts down villains and such, and I think there's going to be a Flash core. It's not what it's going to be called, obviously. But I think there's going to be another title with Wally. So you think there's going to be a, uh, a, a, a trickster core war? Dude, that would be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> be like James Jesse and the other trickster, and they form they form a core. And dude, you know. no, those two would not get along. Did you? I reread the Jeff Johns run I, recently, I am, but I'm just seeing it. You have the ability to to generate great laughs. Welcome to the <laughs> core. You know, get like a a, a, a can peanut that you have to open, and you bring the snakes come out. Anyway, <laughs> no, dude, do you remember when? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When, when the, James came, Jesse lost his conscious conscience, became a became evil again, and yeah. beat the living snot out of that kid. Good, the kid didn't get the shit kicked out of him. I'm, <laughs> I really hope they bring back James Jesse as a as a knight because I I love that character. I loved what Mark Wade did with him in Underworld Unleashed. Yes. Awesome, awesome characterization. No, but but seriously, overall, even though I have the big continuity quibble, um, this is an awesome series still. And you seem to have kind of come around to it a little more than the first issue. Yeah, I absolutely enjoyed this issue a lot more than the first one. Maybe it, it was, you know, I don't know. I, I wasn't ready to accept being back. I still don't want to accept Barry being back, but obviously... <laughs> yeah, <no doubt. laughs> Obviously, me stopping my foot and holding my breath is not going to change that. Uh, so maybe I just have gotten over that a bit. I don't know, but I, I just enjoyed it. I thought it had some good action. I thought I had some good, you know, some good moat storytelling, some interesting ideas. It was, it was cool. Yeah. Also, um, damn it, I just lost my thought. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Well, let me let me pocket. No, I don't have it. Oh, well, very good. So that's it for this month. Um, hopefully we'll get the, the the podcast about issue three out a little sooner. It's just poor Shag just got blindsided at work. And <laughs> yeah, I'm actually for those you give a crap. I'm actually recording in a hotel uh, while I'm out of town for work, and it's the only free night I had because there's no events going on tonight for my work. <laughs> Well, you know, being a being a wealthy playboy. Uh, well, that's true. That's true. With a, with a beautiful wife and and, and, and a couple of beautiful children, yeah, that, that's tough. That's it's good work if you can find it. <laughs> okay, post statements were true. Beautiful wife and children is uh, not so much the million dollar playboy. <laughs> well, thanks everybody. Shag, where can they find you when you're not hanging out with me? Or or in Orlando, for that matter. Uh, you can find me at onceuponate.com. That's my weekday blog where I talk about anything geek. Uh, you can find me at firestormfan.com, which is where I talk about Firestorm the Nuclear Man. Uh, and 
a few people um, agree with my craziness. Uh, you can find me and Mike both at the Unique Geek. Uh, it's a podcast. It's a listserv. It's a topping. It's anything you need it to be. And, and uh, um, you can find me at the Views from the Law Forum. As usual, if you need to find the home base for Views from the Long Box, go to www.viewsfromthelongbox.com. There you can find the RSS feed, the iTunes link. You can listen to some of the more recent episodes on my handy-dandy players on the right-hand side. You also have the link to the Views forums, as Shag mentioned. Also, we have the Views from the Long Box Core Facebook group. Uh, Facebook is been very, very good to me, so even though apparently it may go to a pay system soon, in which case the views from the Longbox Core will disband. <laughs> we'll all turn in our rings. Well, what happened is, is it turns out that if you, uh, that, that millennia ago, the Guardians who created Facebook uh, <laughs> had these this female counterpart Okay. And called MySpace? Yeah, called MySpace, and MySpace left. And went okay. off and hooked up with this with people who charge for internet sites. Okay. And the guardians of the Facebook uh, universe deemed it that they didn't want to just get back at the people who charge for pay sites. So that if it was ever decided by people later on that Facebook would be a, a, a free group. The, the the views from the long box the views from the long box core would disband. It, it's very much like what happened in Green Lantern Core number two hundred and twenty five. Dude, that's a long way for a joke. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> also, check out FortressofBailey2.com, home of my newest podcast, From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast that I host with my good buddy Jeffrey Taylor, where we ta- we are tackling. The good God, what were we thinking? Uh, checking uh, uh, task of examining just about every Superman comic published between 1986 and 2006 by cover date. Uh, by the time this goes up, I will have already hopefully announced that indeed I am now one of the panelists on the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast. Woohoo! Uh, Brad asked me to come on, and I am a whore, so I said yes. <laughs> so, there were long-time Views fans. Um, just know that Mike's spreading his love out a lot. <laughs> Don't think of it as losing a piece of Mike. Just think of it as gaining two other podcasts. So that would be, what, a total of four podcasts I'm on on a, on a, on a somewhat regular basis? Oh my Something God. like that. <laughs> And you know my, what? My my, my losing a losing a son and daughter in law now didn't really work very well. But oh well, go ahead. Two and a half years ago, I was on like the Unique Geek podcast, and I thought it was awesome, and I thought that was going to be the extent of my internet presence. We were kind of hoping it would be, but but I'm um, oh, goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next month. Ass. No <laughs> man, it goes out, brother. We love you. Just think of you started off as a guest on our little show, and now I'm a guest on your big show.
would you do? Run through the streets stark naked at 350 miles an hour with bells on your toes? <laughs> 